When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh-huh. On Funky Friday. Gotta have it, baby. It's also Red Friday. Remember, everyone deployed today, and it's Billion Dollar Friday at KTSA. No, we're not giving away a billion dollars, but hopefully the state is going to give away, or the country, or whoever, the lottery is going to give away a billion dollars, hopefully tonight. And uh, I need it, because um, I just got my CPS bill. It's not quite a billion but it's getting there after this summer, and it's a man, no relief in sight. You just heard Morgan tell you. Sunny and hot, 101 or 2 all weekend, uh, and even hotter next week. Uh, this time next week, we could be looking at 105. 105 this time next yeah. week. So enjoy 100. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? I thought about that this morning. I'm like, oh, I forgot my, my, forgot my hat and mittens. Yeah, right. You know? Exactly. A little cool out here at 770. <laughs> yeah. How do you do with the? I guess you're okay now because you've been here long enough. The heat's not a big deal for you, not a problem. I, you know, it's it's still tough to adapt to it. I don't think you ever really get used to it. No, just, I, you know, it's not so much that I got used to it. Right. It's just that I accepted it. Right. That's what you, that's what you do. <laughs> Eventually, you just say, I "Accept this," and yeah. I move on. You know. You know, there are just some things you can't do anything about. Well, the humidity mm-hmm. is ridiculous too. I don't yeah, know. Early the, in the day, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really humid. But I as the no day goes it on, is. it's just it's like standing in front of the oven after it's mm-hmm. been cooking a Thanksgiving turkey. Day, yeah, right? speaking of the other, the other day I did a steak, so I seared Right it. on your sidewalk. Well, I did, as a matter of fact, I could have. Yeah. But I, uh, what I did was I seared both sides and then stuck it in the oven to, you know, cook for a few minutes. Right. And the oven just makes the kitchen almost unbearable, man. Yeah. And the poor AC is just <laughs> trying to keep up. Yeah. I, just, I had a new AC unit uh, system installed in my house oh, this spring. Oh, good for uh, you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's almost like it was meant to be. You, you must know? have spent the rainy ratings bonus on that. because <laughs> What? Say, the ratings bonus? You must I, have sp- yeah, no. there's, a ra- there's a ratings bonus? Yeah. It may, I may have spent your ratings bonus. <laughs> yeah. The newsroom does not get a ratings bonus. So. Last time I got one was in 1993. I think. Is that right? Huh? Yeah, wow. Yeah, 1993, maybe 92, somewhere along in there. And speaking of cooking, uh-huh. uh, James yes. brought in some breakfast tacos this morning. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Brought- well, Elaine brought in uh, freaking uh, well, water burger. I didn't bring one in for you because you're going to win the lottery and not be here Monday, so I, I was not going to kiss up to you. Oh, good. Right. Okay. Oh, you don't yeah. have to. Right. <laughs> well, no, we were talking yesterday about how I've never, I've never eaten cactus before. Oh, you no have no. no palito, so, prickly, prickly so, pear. Yeah, so it's like it's it's the food that's also a toothpick. <coughs> well, that's is, true. Yeah. But no, James brought in a breakfast taco when it had uh, it had cactus in it. And how was so, it? It was delicious. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, you liked it. Oh man. Huh. Oh, oh no, now I well, gotta, now I have to make them more often. So yeah. well, yeah, going are, in was okay. It's it's coming out that's going to be an issue for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you well, know. I better relax now. <laughs> Where's my so, bottle of gin? So you won't you won't be here Monday. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> All right. Uh, Washington D.C. Mayor Mariel Bowser is upset. There's too many of these. She's such a racist. There's too many of these brown people around here. What am I doing? All these brown people. I can't have all these brown people around me. 
Yeah, but you notice in the story, we are all of a sudden it's a crisis. Oh, that's what I'm saying. You know, it was never a crisis before. No. You know, and, and what is she saying? Four hundred a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Try that per hour. Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> per minute now. Yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, she's um she's all upset, and this was the point. This was the point that Greg Abbott was making when he started to ship them up there. Actually, he's not shipping them up there. He's giving them the option about going up there, and uh, they're taking that option. He can't ship them anywhere. He only can give them the option, and they're taking him up on it, and they're going up there. The problem has always been people on the East Coast. I mean, they don't understand. People in D.C., they don't know what we're dealing with. They have no clue. In Bangor, they have no clue. In New York City, they have no clue. And certainly in D.C., no clue what we're dealing with daily down here. And so with uh, Greg Abbott, all he was doing was proving a point and trying to show them, and it's working. So she's begging now the National Guard. She uh, fired off a letter to Defense Secretary Austin. Please give me some troops. I need some troops. Too many brown people, man. Too many brown people. I need some troops over here to deal with these brown people. I can't have all these brown people about when I was in D.C., this is not supposed to be brown in Washington, D.C. What are you doing bringing all these brown people in here? She said, we are focused and we continue to be very, very focused on having the federal government do its part and take the lead in addressing what we see as a growing humanitarian crisis. <laughs> Don't you love it? We're going to continue to pursue federal involvement. We need the federal government to be involved. So I've asked for the deployment of the Guard. <laughs> in Washington, D.C., guys... The reported 4,000 border crossers, illegal aliens, arrived in D.C. Let's see here. That's nothing. <clears throat> uh, we have 130,000 border crossers and illegal aliens about a month. About one month. In fact, in Normandy, Texas, 29 residents live in Normandy, Texas, but 400 are illegal aliens who came across the border illegally. And by the way, Mariel Bounds, huh? is a pro-sanctuary mayor for her city. And she says, the number of people crossing the border, we expect it to go up. This is a national, we need a national response. I need a national government in here. I need a national government. I, I need Joe Biden to send some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's catch and release from Joe Biden. And part of the catch and release operation, paroling thousands of border crossers and illegal aliens into the U.S. every day. From February 21 to May 22, more than a million border crossers and illegal aliens have been released into American communities, primarily right here, primarily right here. Mass immigration, illegal immigration, has a real pocketbook cost, of course. I've been saying this over and over again. The cost of education goes up because classrooms are now jam-packed full of illegal alien children. The cost of health care goes up because they're giving them health care. And so citizens who pay taxes can't get into the emergency rooms of hospitals. Why? Because that's where illegal aliens go to get medical care. They don't have a doctor. They'll call Dr. Jones. I'd like to be there Tuesday at 8 a.m. It's not how that works. They go to the emergency room. So you can't get into the emergency room. And on and on and on and on it goes. And numb nuts Joe Biden wants to give them a card I told you this last week. He wants to give them a card so that they get the full rights and benefits that you and I have, which means they'll just be able to come and cross, go you know, back and forth across the border, take the, come here, take the money out of here, and take it back home, you know, but also come back in here whenever the hell they want to. They'll be able to get welfare from your pocketbook 
They'll be able to get health care from you that you pay for. And you know what that card eventually leads to. Eventually that leads to voting, and that is the entire point. Joe Biden wants all the people that are here illegally to be able to vote, and please vote Democrat. Mario Bowser, mayor of D.C., says over 4,000 individuals arriving on nearly 200 buses have come to D.C. since April when Greg Abbott and Arizona Governor Doug Ducey putting the immigrants on these buses and sending them up here to us. Why, why are you doing this? Our collective response and service efforts have now become overwhelmed, says Bowser. Our homeless services system is already under great strain, and tragically, many families arriving in Washington, D.C. with nowhere to go, and they remain in limbo, sinking onward destinations across the United States. All these brown people, the situation is dire. We consider this a humanitarian crisis, one that could overwhelm our social support network without immediate and sustained federal intervention. We need Joe Biden to give us more money. Uh, We just don't know what to do with all these brown people here. I'm likewise very concerned that the social safety net that I am responsible for ensuring for D.C. residents, it's not going to be maintained. The social safety net is going to collapse. Greg Abbott said Mayor Bowser should stop attacking Texas for securing the border and demand Joe Biden do his job. Stroke of genius from Greg Abbott, 210-599-5555 in one group yesterday. One group in Eagle Pass yesterday, 400 illegal immigrants crossed the Rio Grande. They were, uh, you know, guided by cartel smugglers. They surrendered to Border Patrol agents. They say they were part of a caravan in southern Mexico. When they get into Mexico, they get a pass that gives them 30 days to get across Mexico to the United States. So the Mexican government, as you well know, as I've told you many times, they are involved in human smuggling. Because they're giving these people a 30-day pass to get across. Yeah, you, you, no, you don't have to show your paper. No papers. You don't need no stinking papers. 30-day window, get across our uh, get across our country into the United States. Del Rio Chief Patrol Agent Jason Owens telling reporters the sector has apprehended more than 340,000 since October. An additional 140,000 got away. Those 340,000 have been placed all over the country. And at least some of them have ended up in Washington, D.C. And the mayor of Washington, D.C. is so upset. I don't know what to do now. My safety net and I got all these people all over the city now and our homeless population is growing and crime is going up because we have all this going on. Hey, babe, welcome to the party. This is what we've been dealing with in South Texas. Time to wake up, America. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Open Mind Friday. Any of these news stories you want to comment on, you can do so. I just, you know what, I I think it's funny. I think it's funny. I do. I think it's funny that the mayor, and New York's mayor, Eric Adams, has been saying the same thing. But I think it's funny the mayor of Washington, D.C. is crying because there's so many aliens. I don't know what to do with all these people. What do I do with all these people around here? Texas has been sending all these people, and I don't want all these people. You racist. I don't want them all here, you racist. I, uh, I, I don't have any food to give them. I got nowhere for them to go to school. What am I going to do? Uh-huh. How about calling your buddy Joe and telling him to lock down the border? How about that one? It's, it's hilarious. It's absolutely the funniest thing 
and it's Greg Abbott, stroke of genius. It's working exactly as it was intended to work because the people in D.C. have no clue what we're going through down here, and Joe refuses to come down here and take a look. Kamler refuses to come down here and take a look. And now they're getting a taste of it. And I say double up on the buses, man. Whatever you're doing, if you're doing 10 buses a day, make it about 30 buses a day and keep sending them to D.C. and drop them right there, right in the lap, right on the front lawn. In fact, start sending them to Joe Biden's house in Delaware. Hey, Jim, you're on KTSA. Good morning. Yes, sir. You know, that's a pretty good idea Mexico's got. That's actually another, just another reason for secession. Turn this country back into 49 states, and we can do it like Mexico does. We can give them the pass. you got 30 days to get the hell out of here. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. <laughs> give them a pass right on through Texas, man. you got 30 days to get out of Texas. <laughs> I like it. 210-599-5555. Traffic and weather together next. Trey Ware, KTSA. Texas. All right, 522, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, the Trey page, KTSA.com, any of these news stories that uh, catch your fancy, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Definition of recession has been changed on Wikipedia, and it's been locked out now for further editing. Ah, you know, the Biden administration has been working all week to change the definition the classic definition of a recession that we're in right now is two consecutive quarters in negative territory where the GDP shrinks. That's the classic definition. It's always been the definition. But the Biden administration has worked all week long to try to change that. And, you know, they're muddying the water. Well, you've got to have this dynamic, and you've got to have this particular metric, and you've got to have this particular number, and all that kind of crapola. You know, for a long time, I've bought a lot of digital books. But I also buy hard copies of books that either are classics that I want to have with me forever, that will live on a shelf forever, or where the information is so important that it should never be changed. Anything that is digital, any digital book or Wikipedia or Encyclopedia Britannica or Merriam-Webster or anything that's digital right now can be changed. Change to match the new Orwellian style of the way our government is working, and that's exactly what just happened yesterday with the definition of recession. They changed it on Wikipedia. Wikipedia is supposed to be an open source where people can go on and write things. You know, uh, you know enough about Wikipedia to know how it works. And they locked it up. So after they changed the definition, you can't go in there and change back to the classic definition. This is how things really change. You take down the statues, you change the definition of things. It is absolutely dystopian and Orwellian, frightening uh, what we see happening. So if there are books that you think are important to you and important to history, you better get hard copies of those books and hang on to them. Hey, Mike, you're on KTSA. Get right ahead, sir. Hey, we're talking about these people coming over to the border that we're allowing them in. You you just said, wake up, America. What the hell? We are awake. We have no leadership. We have nobody doing anything about anything. When we run out of food this winter, what are we going to do now? 
Right. Well, I got some stories about that coming up as well. I hope you have prepared for that, Mike, personally. I hope you've made some. No, I have. Oh, I'm sorry. What can I do? Well, what can I do? You have to store some food, Mike. Good Lord. It, it got date on it. The food has date on it. Well, no, Mike. Look, you're, you're looking for what you're looking for are no's, and you need to be looking for some yeses. There are plenty of food supply companies that you can either buy food from. They're all over the Internet. Uh, there's Patriot Supply. They're on the radio. They're yes, all over the place. Yes, I know. I know them. Okay. I know them. And, but and, why, are we, why are we feeding these people and giving them everything we don't have? Our natural resources don't okay, last Okay, well, that's a, that's, a different, that's a different subject than you having to take, than you being responsible for yourself and taking care of yourself and storing up something so that you'll be able to eat. Uh, that's why I'm a big proponent of that. I'm a big proponent of having guns and ammunition so you can defend yourself. Big proponent of all of those things, Mike. And uh, and the number one thing you hear me say every single day, and I know it gets wearing old uh, with some people, but I don't care. We have new listeners every day. And by the way, thank you for making this the number one early morning talk show in Texas. I appreciate that very much. But the Democrats are the enemy of the United States. And every single one of them that are up for election must be voted against. And I don't say that as a Republican. I'm not a Republican. <laughs> I am not a Republican. I'm an independent patriot of the United States. Have I voted against Republicans? Yes, I have. I am an independent patriot of the United States. And so the Democrats and what they stand for, from the economy to energy policy, to monetary policy, to abortion, and everything else makes them enemies of a constitutional free republic. And they must be opposed and voted out. And that's why, Mike, when I said, wake up America, and you said, well, what the hell can we do? We are awake. Well, the polls are not looking good for November. I know you're hearing a lot. You're hearing a lot about Red Wave, and you're hearing a lot about all kinds of stuff. But do you know the polls are much more competitive than what you're being told? You're being told the, the, the ABCs of the world, our ugly child here, ABC. We got an ugly baby here. ABC and CBS and the rest, they're telling you this is going to be a Red Wave. Man, it's going to be so unbelievable. Red tidal wave, red tsunami. You're hearing all that. Why? Because they want you to become complacent. They want you to not worry about voting. You don't have to vote. What do you have to vote for? It's got it's covered, man. You guys are going to just slaughter the Democrats. Oh, my God, it's going to be so unbelievable. No, it's not true. It's not true. It is much tighter than what they're telling you. So when I say wake up, that's exactly what I mean. You better wake up. Uh, Joe Biden yesterday talking about recession. He said that um, you little peons out there. You're really kind of upset. So the reason you're upset about the recession, and we're not in a recession, but you're upset right now, is that uh, I didn't give you $8,000 this year. I gave you $8,000 last year, and you love the fact that I gave you 8000 last year, but I didn't give you the 8000 this year, and that's what you're all upset about. Well, get over it, you bunch of little peons. Basically, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he had to say about the recession that we are in. He said it doesn't look like a recession to me. Inflation's around 9%, stock market's down 10% this year, labor force shrinking, business output restricted by the millions of unfilled jobs, the fact that uh, people are working harder, their dollars aren't going as far. Yeah, 
I would say pretty much we're in a recession. Economic times are not good right now, and we didn't have to be where we are now. 529, Trey Ware, KTSA. All right, it's 536 now, KTSA. It's Friday morning. You can just stop this planet right now and let me off. If this is the way it's going to be, I don't want, I just don't want to be on the planet anymore, man. You can just stop it. Hershey Company now saying they will not have enough candy for Halloween and Christmas this year. Supply chain issues, labor shortages, recent analysis found the Hershey's has raised their prices by 14%. So not having enough has been good for them. And that in, in that respect, they're making 14% more for that chocolate bar than they were before. But they're not going to have enough for Halloween and or Christmas this year. The National Confectioners Association also recently telling uh, the media that the entire industry is facing pressures due to the state of the American economy. So we're in a candy shortage. On top of everything else that we have to deal with, <laughs> on top of them taking the little ice cream tacos away from you. No more Choco Tacos. No more Choco Taco. On top of that, and on top of your chocolate from Hershey's costing 14% more, now there won't be enough to go around on Halloween. There are going to be some really mad witches around here. I don't know, man. I don't, what's, would you even want to continue? If if there if there wasn't any chocolate, would you want to even continue? You wouldn't want to continue on. Man. Why why would you want to live anymore? Right, right. What's, what's the point? Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, imagine a Halloween or a Christmas without enough Hershey's or or candy, um, because that's what they're telling us. Right. Get a lump of coal in your stocking. Something. Thing. Yeah. A fi- dead fish head. Something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's plenty of that in the sea, right? Uh, the the uh, f- uh, baseball game was last night. Republicans, Democrats, uh, uh, baseball you know, congressional game, congressional baseball game. Yeah, right. congressional baseball game. That's the one that a few years ago Scalise was shot at when they were practicing. And shot, not shot at. Um, I think five were actually shot. Pulling from my memory now, five were shot. Only one died. And that was the terrorist. Uh, Scalise barely made it, and. Um, Anyway, they started that in 1909 is when they started that baseball game. Republicans won it last night 10-0. to zero. So, I don't know. Do, do they ever look at that? I, I tried to find some stats. Do they ever look at that and say, whichever side wins, they usually win the next election or lose the next election? I don't think that's the case. Because it, it, it's not? I have never heard of anything like okay. that. Okay. No. It'd be interesting to try to find that stat. I've been looking for it all night, see if I could find it. But Republicans did win 10-0, to which was a rout, obviously, and that means uh, the red wave is going to be real in November, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. But And the, the Democrats blamed their loss on Trump. Which... <laughs> That's right. Or, or no, they, the, the game was fixed. <laughs> they blamed it on Vladimir Putin. That's right. <laughs> there was Russian collusion that we lost this thing. Yeah. I don't know. Did you see Democratic Representative Linda Sanchez from uh, from California live on national television last night? I have her picture right here. She goes, oh, yeah, she goes over to the Republican dugout and gives him the bird, man. The big old finger. Wow. The one right in the middle. They didn't eject her from the game? Uh-uh. Wow. No. And for no reason. They weren't taunting her. <laughs> no. They were kicking her ass. Yeah. I mean, that was going on. She couldn't take it. What a sore loser. Well, this is kind of how the Democrats feel about things right now, y'all. I'm just telling you. 
And so uh, she walked right over their dugout and just gave him the finger. And she wasn't joking. See, that's if you were kidding around and playing around like like you guys do in the morning. <laughs> you should see it every morning when Cooper arrives. And, and I don't know if Jimmy's done it yet, but Cooper arrives and he walks in here, and they are all over that. They're just uh, you know middle fingers are flying everywhere. Good morning, you yeah. blankety blank blank blank. Right. And so, <laughs> well, he, you know, he wants me to feel like a, like I'm back home or something, <laughs> just like, oh, I'm dr- like yeah. driving, driving through Massachusetts or something. Like right, that. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you're in New York, man. You're yeah. just uh, rather than you, you're going through the Holland Tunnel. Right. So anyway, uh, she did that, and it was not, it wasn't provoked, and she wasn't kidding. She was dead serious about it. It would have been funny if she smiled and maybe yeah. did something, but no, there was no facial uh-uh. expression, just. Well, Here's the, the bird. And- the facial expression was anger. I mean, yeah. she's like mad at the Republicans, and uh, I don't know what for. Uh, well, because but, they got you know they they beat her team ten to nothing. Well, no, but that, I mean it, it, that wasn't at the end of the game. This was like the game was going over, and she just walked over and went like that. Wow. Yeah, right, right in her face, and turned around, and walked off. That's so. classy. That, you know, that's isn't that right? This is supposed to be fun. Right, and it's supposed to be a good time, and you know, whoever wins wins, and whoever loses loses, you know. And yeah. I'll buy the beer, and I'll, you know, that's the way it's supposed to be. Right, and uh, but uh, this is kind of the attitude that they have. <laughs> no, I that think they that, have right uh, now. In the next year's game, Representative Sanchez <laughs> should be riding the pine. I think uh, next year's game, Representative Sanchez will probably be back in California. Yeah. <laughs> She'd probably be waiting tables in California, you know, which perhaps, is where she belongs. Perhaps she should spend some of the you know the summer break in a batting cage somewhere, learning how to swing a bat. Or yes, you won't lose ten to nothing next time. Yes, or like I said, go back to California where you live and start waiting tables where you belong. <laughs> Work in a shoe store. I don't care. Get out of D.C. Because apparently she's pretty upset that she's probably going to get kicked out. So mm-hmm. anyway, there well, you go. Took her took her chance while she had it. That was the game last night. Yeah. All the fun I can have. All right. Uh, well, it wasn't so, on ESPN, so I can't imagine you watched it. But. Oh no, I didn't. I just saw the highlights, man. It was on. I think Fox had it on. Yeah, FS2 Fox, aired Fox it. News. Yeah, they had it on. Oh, so. they carried. The, did they carry the whole game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my god. Oh yeah, they put a. They, every year they do a big lead in, man. Yeah. And Brett Bear and all the all the Fox people are there and they're talking about it and making yeah. it a big deal. So, yeah, I mean, it's their game. It's a it's a politics game, right? Right. So it would make sense that a po- political network would sure. be the one to carry. Yeah. Why didn't we carry it last night? What's wrong with us? I don't know. What's the problem here? Put it on C-SPAN. Why didn't we have it on? Well, yeah. <laughs> That's where it belongs. Right, C-SPAN. <laughs> NPR. Yep. <laughs> Fresh air, and now he steps up to the plate. It's sweaty balls. Okay, anyway. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's the that's the greatest bit in television history. It really is. It's the greatest bit. I mean, I just love that that bit. I can watch it over, over and, over. and over. That and cowbell over yeah. and over again. Perfect, man. And I'm not a big Alec Baldwin fan, but oh, that is it. hilarious. It's it's the best thing bit. he's ever done. Yeah, it's the funniest thing. Yeah, exactly right. All right, two one zero five nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. That's actually what was in those tacos. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a quick break. Uh, come back. Uh, I, I do want to talk a little bit more about this uh, build back better light, but it's really not light, and what it's going to do. Also, danger in the middle part of the country. Chip Roy, our representative, my representative is talking now about what's going on with these land purchases in the middle part of the country. 
I've been talking about this for a long time, trying to uh, raise the attention level as to what's going on with these land purchases, including Bill Gates. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow the lid right off of that. But any of these stories where you want to jump in here and be a part of it, 210-599-5555. Trey Ware, KTSA. Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Uh, Very nice. Okay, 210-599-5555. Let me get through some of these headlines here and jump in here and uh, and be a part of the show this morning. Um, So we told you yesterday about the deal between Senator Joe Manchin, Democrat, and Democrat leader Chuck Schumer in the Senate. And how this thing, they, they are calling it the, uh, the inflation reduction of 2022 or something. It does exactly the opposite. What it does is blow up uh, and intensifies inflation because of all the, the new government spending that is involved in this. And it adds $700 billion in new taxes. Keep in mind, when they tell you they are taxing businesses, businesses don't pay taxes. Business collects taxes. Business is like the IRS. They collect taxes from you, and then they turn those taxes over to the federal government. So when they say, we're going to tax businesses, man, they're not taxing businesses. They're taxing you. So this is a $700 billion tax increase on the American people. That's what this is. Now, it's a 725-page right now, 725-page spending bill. With about $400 billion going toward energy and climate issues, the Green New Steel, it'll make it the largest climate bill passed by Congress if approved. It's also got about $60 billion to tax credits for manufacturers of green energy items like solar panels and wind turbines. That's going to help out Joe's family in China, China. About $30 billion of that amount goes to production tax credits for wind and solar industries alone in China. So it's a big give me to China, which is exactly that, that. You had to do that to win Joe's favor. To get Joe to sign off on this, you've got to stroke the Chinese. Because in some shape, form, or fashion, the Biden crime family is going to get their share of this. You're going to be spending more dollars chasing fewer jobs and lower income in the long run all during a recession, so it makes absolutely no sense at all. $27 billion for a green bank and uh, $1.5 billion for, quote, poor areas for the green new steel. So that's all it is. It is taking more money from the American producers, meaning you and me, to the tune of $700 billion and giving that money over to the people who are making solar panels over in China and, and other Green New Steel projects. That's all this thing does. And and when you do that, you're going to be raising prices, which brings on more inflation. Hey, Fred, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go ahead, man. Trey, you just triggered something. I've been listening to you uh, forever. Uh, I remember, uh, I wasn't very old, but I remember the Great Depression. And uh, I've studied a lot of history and lived a lot of history. And what I see is uh, when uh, Democrats get a good uh, depression going, then they know how to uh, manage it. Uh, uh, FDR 
Uh, I mean, it's just unbelievable what he had the ability to do. And the poorer and the hungrier people got, the more they voted for him. Then sure. The Depression led into uh, World War II, and then the, the real Depression uh, against everybody. You couldn't buy anything. You couldn't buy a toy. You couldn't get shoes. You couldn't get clothes. Uh, people just patched uh, stuff together. It's awful how people had to live. Yeah. That hit a yeah. lot of people. Money money didn't matter. You right. couldn't buy. It wasn't there. Right. What happens, uh, Fred, and they've been doing this forever, and thank you for, for your call. The Democrats have been doing this forever, and that's why, again, they are the enemies of, of, of a free republic in the United States. They create a crisis, absolutely create a crisis by monetary policy in some respects. In other respects, they'll, they'll go to war, whatever, but they create a crisis in order to be the saviors from that crisis. So it's a crisis of their creation, and here I am to save you from the crisis that we created. They have created the high prices at the gas pump and the CPS energy bill, and they did it on purpose. We're making a transition. They have created the inflation that we're in right now. And just like you said a minute ago, they're here to rescue you in 1968 with LBJ's Great Society and all the welfare programs that he set up back then. And then, of course, the Great Depression and FDR and uh, Social Security and all the things that they put into place there. Uh, all, all of it, all along the way, meant to lead to a Marxist socialist state where you're totally dependent on the government. Think about that for a minute. What kind of retirement you got? What kind of retirement you got? Most people in America, now you may be set up, you may be in pretty good shape. Most people in America are going to be totally dependent on the government in their retirement. It's called Social Security. That's by design. So, Fred, thank you for the call. 210-599-5555. i got to get this in here. Uh, Chip Roy, a uh, representative from here, says we're asleep at the switch with the Communist Chinese Party buying all this land in America right now. They introduced a bill last year, 3847 over in the House, securing America's land from Foreign Interference Act. And it was try to try to keep... Uh, other countries from buying up land. But do you realize what's going on in, in, in the middle part of the country right now? I, I told you earlier this week that China bought all that land in, in North Dakota right next to a very important Air Force base of ours in North Dakota. It, with the express purpose, they say, you know, we're going to be uh, farming. But no, the express purpose, they're going to be listening to what's going on. But also, guess what else it, it does? It takes 200,000 acres offline that will not be producing now think about this for a minute guys this is really important remember you got bill gates as the largest owner of farmland in america today bill gates if he decides that that land is just going to sit fallow then america goes hungry he's got that much power and that much sway over the farmland in america today and then you've got this group called the american prairie it's a conservation project up in montana they have been buying about 500,000 acres of land with the help of billionaire donors and the federal government. Now, many of these donors are foreign, and we don't know who they are. They're from foreign countries. But the idea is, with this American prairie, with all these hundreds of thousands of acres they're buying up in the midsection farmland of our country, they're going to set it aside and not work it, not farm it, and not put cattle on it. In Montana, there are more cattle than there are people. Did you know that? 
It was designed that way early on so that Montana could supply bread and wheat and and uh, uh, lentils, uh, all these things that we eat, plus uh, all the cows. And so now this conservation group, backed by a bunch of foreigners who we don't know who they are, probably Soros-type people, have been buying up all this farmland up there with the purpose of setting it aside and not producing, and, and the government's been allowing them to do it, not producing any uh, any food or not running any cattle on this property. Two things that if you control, you can control the people. If you can control their energy, and if you can control their food, you can control people. And they're buying all this farmland. China is buying it. This conservation group is buying it. Bill Gates is buying it with the express purpose of setting it aside, not growing on it, and not running cattle on it, that means we're going to have a food crisis in America like we've never seen before if they're successful at finishing this plan. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. I'm buying the barbacoa tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Going to have an extra billion. I'll be looking to spend a little bit of it tomorrow. So y'all just come on over, boys. Elaine, y'all just come on over. I'll have the barbacoa hot and ready at about 4 a.m. So, tomorrow morning. Y'all ready? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Extra pico. Extra pico, the man says. I can do that. Salsa verde for me, por favor. And I'll be ready to go with corn tortillas. Mm, Sounds good. About 4 a.m. Because I am. I'm going to be a billion dollars richer tomorrow. I was just reading a, a story about this. Uh, should I take the cash value or should I take the installment program? Are you kidding me? Take the money and run. That's it, baby. Right. <laughs> Straight down south as fast as I can go. Mm-hmm. Well, they say don't. You know, the quote experts say don't take all the money. You have to take the installments. It's smarter if you take the installments. Why do the experts say that? They say you make all these mistakes. You come into all this wealth, and the next thing you know, you spend every last bit of it. So if you get you get 60%, roughly 60%, if you take the cash. And so you will spend all 60% of it. You get almost all of it, they say, if you take the installments. Mm-hmm. And so you should do that. And so when you screw up the first couple of months that you've got these, you know, you're now making a million a month. Right. If you can't live on that. Now think about that for a second. <laughs> stop, just hold, just stop for a sec and figure that out. I got, we, we, we need somebody to do the math, of the monthly math on that and see if you take the installments, what kind of monthly check do they send you? I don't know. I, I have no idea, you know, but it would be interesting to find out. Anyway, so you go to you know you go from making whatever you're making now to making possibly se- probably several million a month. Yeah, and you you go through that, and then they say, but if you're taking the installments, then when you screw up and you spend it all, well, then you can you know it's there's more coming. So right. you you learn from your mistakes. Ha 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 ha. No, just give it to me. I'll, I'll mistake myself and I'll figure it out. I, I, uh, my wife is great at money management. She's phenomenal at money management. Absolutely the best at money. I, I would not have the pot to pee in if it wasn't for that for her, because right. she just makes sure that I've that I don't spend it all. And uh, in fact, I never see it. Well, you're impulsive. <laughs> no, <laughs> Trey, we're impulsive. No, I'm really wow. not. No, you know the truth. You you want to know the truth of the matter? I am a miser like you would not believe. 
my my clothing is old and you know that mm. I, I just I do not like to spend money I prefer not to unless I just absolutely I, I have to be forced gun to my forehead now you have to do this right right and so that's when I finally step out and go buy a new pair of jeans but I'm not I just I don't like to spend money, and I don't know why that is. You see, my father's like that. My too. dad wasn't. Yeah, see, my, <laughs> yeah. my father will not. Here's the thing about my dad: he would not spend money on, you know, uh, you know, if he went to buy some basic necessities, he would buy the cheapest he could possibly uh, find. Me too. However, when it came time to buy a vehicle, that that's my yeah, dad. That old dude had the newest car in town. That's my dad. It was ridiculous. My dad always had the newest, coolest. Yeah. I remember when Mini Coopers came you know, to America years ago. <laughs> yep. He had to have the coolest red Mini Cooper with the biggest souped-up motor in that thing. He could barely put it on. I remember that car. Remember that car? Yes. He put it on. It's like putting on a pair of shoes to yeah, him. How did Ricky Ware get into a Mini Cooper? <laughs> See, it was awesome. It was funny. <laughs> he, he, weighed about, he weighed 265 pounds when he bought that car. And John Hagee weighed about the same amount. Yeah, they would go tooling around together. He <laughs> called him one day and said, Preacher, be standing out in front of the church at 9.30 this morning. And Hagee said, what for? Ricky, why? And Dad said, I'm not going to tell you. Just be out front at 9.30. And he shows up in that little bitty car, and the two of them get in there, and they look like fish in too small of a fish bowl with their noses pressed up against the glass. Right. <laughs> their noses and their shoulders and their bellies and everything else, and they rode around in that car. Anyway, uh, I just he was always that way. He, you know, Red McCombs was his best friend, and when Red would have a brand new pickup of some kind that was coming out that had the, all the new whiz bang on it, he had the first one off the assembly line. That's not me. Our car is. Nancy's going to correct me, but I believe it's a 2013. Yeah. I think it's a 2013. And you bought it used too. Did you? Bought it used. Yeah. It's still <laughs> still plugging along nine years later. And we only own one. Yeah. We're a one car family, so I don't. You know, I just don't, that's just the way I am. Now, I mean, when it comes to motorcycle and stuff like that, I'll, every about once a year, I'll spend a little bit of money on the motorcycle because that really is my passion, my love, my desire. Oh, it's your hobby. Yeah. So I'll spend a little bit of money on that, but other than that, I really don't like to spend money. So if I get a billion. Well, no. When I get a billion dollars tonight, I'll still have it years from now. Yeah. I, I really will. So that's it. I'm, nobody else needs to play. Y'all don't have to even concern yourself with it. Don't even stop at the stop and rob. I've already done it, and I've got my tickets and my numbers. And they, that when I bought them, the guy told me they were the winning numbers. I already know what I'm doing when I when I win tonight. You're not winning like, tonight. I'm going to throw a big party first and foremost. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Going to hire a cool band to play at the party. Probably Kiss or something like that. <laughs> you know, somebody in, loud and his, obnoxious. In his living room. Yeah, no, right there in my backyard in Cipolo. We're going to have a good time with Kiss See, out there. See, so. I would have thought that you would have just bought the entire Mr. Softy franchise. That's I may what, do that as well. See, you can do that. Or you three know, or four I, may, I may get myself a Mr. Softy truck. That's <laughs> You could be showing up here every day. Well, no, you're coming. We come around in the, the backyard. Here comes the ice cream truck. <laughs> that damn Mr. Softy song. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Today's Friday. I'll be coming to my neighborhood. Today. Oh, is it? Is it? He yeah. comes to your neighborhood on Friday. Friday afternoon. Parks right in front of my house. What time? Uh, I may have to come over. Usually it's between two and four. Nice. Have to check that out. Yeah. So yeah, you you should get a you should really get a Mr. Softy truck. That'd be great. Yeah, and then when awesome. you show up here, play the have the music playing. Yep. I don't forget. Can you imagine driving that truck with that song playing through this neighborhood? It would be awesome. Three fifteen in the morning. 
Let me tell you what happened to me one morning. And by the way, the phones are open at 210-599-5555. The news is coming up. I got some funny stuff out of out of D.C. We're going to talk about in a second. Uh, when Brent Bowler, who used to do the news over there, right. uh, he bought <laughs> – well, let, let me back it up. Uh, one day, I'm in the parking lot. It's about 3 a.m., right? And I'm walking into the building at 3 a.m., dark and everything, and I hear an 18-wheeler. You know, there's – And I hear it pulling into our driveway over here, and I'm thinking – what in the world is a big old diesel 18-wheeler pulling into our thing, our driveway at 3 a.m.? Oh, it must be the truck that's going to empty the trash thing over here. Maybe that's what it... And around the corner comes this little bitty VW bug. He had caught one of those diesel VW bugs. It was the biggest surprise. Biggest surprise I've ever had in my life. Because I was expecting some gigantic truck to come around the corner. And it's this little bitty bug. But those things sounded like a... They had a diesel engine in them. Right. Sounded like a gigantic 18-wheeler, man. That's hilarious. So you bring this Mr. Softy truck one morning to do that. Sure. That'd be fun. Anyway. Okay. Enough of that. So kiss, kiss in Mr. Softy truck. In your backyard. Uh, and Mr. Softy truck. After you win the billion dollars. Yeah. And then I'll tell them after they're done playing, just leave the sound system and the pyro No here. kidding. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be great? I'm gonna, I'll have fun with that. So. Fire the rockets off well, every yeah, night. Every yeah. morning when I get up. Here we go with another day. Would you be here Monday? Uh, probably. Would you really? Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. You know, I would give some. You know, nope. I would work for a while, and then it would be like, ah, you know. Yeah, you know what? That's true because I wouldn't leave them in a lurch. You know what I right. mean? I wouldn't just disappear. I would say, I would call them, and I'd say, you got to figure out what you. Well, Elaine knows you're full of crap. Look at her face. Because <laughs> she knows if you win tonight, Monday morning, it's the Elaine Rodriguez show on KTSA. That's what's going to happen. Well, she knows me pretty well. Yeah. 30 years of, of work marriage. That's my right. work wife over there. So, yeah, yeah she's probably right. <laughs> she knows she's right. Y'all have to figure it out on Monday. Yeah. Well, now I've just given you my, I've just given you my notice because I'm going to win the okay. billion tonight. I will not be here on All right, Monday. So be ready Monday morning, Elaine. <laughs> I'll, you know where I'm going to go? Because I'm looking at these temperatures for next week. I'm going back to Alaska. That's where I'm going to go. I could blame you. I'm, I'm planning a trip for next summer up there, too, by the way. Yeah. Going to do it again. Right. So maybe you guys want to go. Are you going to cruise again? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's the way to do it. Oh, absolutely. Well, because the roads up there suck. Yeah. What roads? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> there are none. Yeah. It's all trees, man. It's all trees and moose. No, seriously. We're, we're picking out uh, the itinerary now, figuring out where oh, we're going to go. Okay. And uh, I think I'm going to set aside a few extra cabins if you guys want to go. Well, well yeah, did you? Does the cruise go by Sitka, Alaska? Love Sitka. Okay, they have a radio station there yeah. that plays a lot of Texas music, country. No, they don't. Yes, I've met. Are the, you serious? Yes, I've met the DJ. She goes to the Steamboat Music Festival, and I've, we've done interviews with her. And Sitka, Alaska has an alternative. Two Texas. of my best friends in the world go to go to Steamboat, man, where it's 17 degrees while Steamboat's going on. My first year was 01 at Steamboat. Yeah, they love it. They go. It's just too cold for me up there, man. When it's but Sitka, Alaska, their mm-hmm. phrase is we're uh, 
uh, a drinking town with a fishing problem. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a shirt. A drinking town with a fishing problem. And, and I know some small towns in Maine yeah, have the that's same pr- thing. That's pretty much on. us here. That's yeah. pretty much in San Antonio. That's awesome. Well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it next summer. I, uh, you know, well, with the, if you win the billion dollars, you could just buy yourself a whole new cruise ship. I might buy a boat for yourself. I might. Yeah. You just, you you just never Alaska know. Whatever you do. want. <laughs> you never know. All right. So Mario Bauer, who is the Washington D.C. mayor, is up. Upset. All these brown people up here. What are all these brown people doing? I got to get rid of some of these brown people. There's too many up here. We're going to tell you about Mario Bowser and that uh, the governor of Texas is having an effect, the intended effect, and it's working. And good on Greg Abbott. And then, of course, the phones are open. So, any of these stories that we talk about. 210-599-5555. I want to talk about River City Oral Surgery right now. And my friend, Dr. Mark Havercorn, if you need a tooth removed, if you need an extraction, you know, uh, if you need uh, maybe wisdom teeth taken out, uh, something like that, he can handle all that major facial surgery. Or my favorite that a lot of people are doing right now, dental implants. He does it all at River City Oral Surgery, and he believes in the free market. And so he does something that you're not going to find anybody else doing. He posts his uh, prices right on his website. I, you know, why did everybody else do that? Well, because, you know, they got a hinky around with the insurance company and get a rate with the insurance company. He doesn't do that. Here, here's what it's going to cost you. Here's the amount right here. Here's the implant. It's going to cost you this much. And you go in there and you get it on. And he's uh, a medical doctor, so he also has privileges at hospitals. And you do not need a referral to see Dr. Mark Havercorn at Ready Oral Surgery. You just call 210-778-0002. So if you need dental implants, that's all on four or one at a time, whatever, or other major facial surgery, you call him. He, he gives you the hookup. And he's a wonderful guy, by the way, and a great staff over there. You're going to have a very pleasant experience at RiverCityOMS.com, RiverCityOMS.com, and on the phone, 210-778-0002. Going to be sunny and hot with a high today about 100 to 102, in fact, all weekend, and even getting hotter next week, 78 now, KTSA. And FM 1071. 621, yeah. yeah. 550 KTSA, FM 1071, the Treyware page, KTSA.com. It is... Uh, of course, Red Friday. Remember everyone deployed. It's also Funky Friday around here. Started that years ago. Love doing it. Some other stations are now pick it up across the country. You guys can just just go ahead and send the royalties to me. 210-599-5555. Washington, D.C. Mayor Mariel Bowser. Democrat. She's also a proponent of sanctuary city policy. She has activated the National Guard now. <laughs> and says her region up there has an illegal immigration tipping point problem. We have, get this, get this, we have 4,000 illegal immigrants here in Washington, D.C., way too many brown people. She has announced that she's activated the D.C. National Guard for 4,000 of them. <laughs> 4,000 illegal aliens, she got the National Guard rolling down the tanks, rolling down the streets. They're here to help in the effort in dealing with the waves and ways of illegal immigration to the region where border crossers and illegal aliens are taking full advantages of President Joe Biden's expansive catch and release operation and being taken there by Greg Abbott. Now, look, 
We can't force them to go anywhere. They're choosing to. We're just merely giving them the transportation. So is Governor Ducey out in Arizona. Why? Because the people on the East Coast, particularly those in D.C., they live in a bubble, man. They have no idea what's going on out here. They don't know what South Texas is like. They don't see the overcrowded schools. They don't see the overcrowded emergency rooms. They don't see the crime. They don't get any of that. They don't see that they're crashing into buildings, intentionally crashing their vehicles into buildings. They don't see that. They hear on the news of 53 of them dead in the back of a truck. And so what? We don't know anything about that, man. They're up there, and they are totally isolated and insulated from this. And that's why Greg Abbott, back in April, said, okay, I'm going to start sending them your way then. And I think you ought to send them on up to Joe's house in Delaware as well. So Mario Bowser, the extremely liberal Marxist mayor of Washington, D.C., who believes in the sanctuary city, said, we got too many brown people up here. We're very focused, and we continue to be very focused on having the federal government do its part and take the lead in addressing what we see as a growing humanitarian crisis. We need the federal government to get involved. We need the federal government. I have asked Joe Biden. I have asked for the deployment of the, of the National Guard. I am, I am begging for help here in Washington, D.C. We have 4,000 border crossers here. We are, we, we are stressed and we are strained to the breaking point. Our collective response and service efforts have now become overwhelmed. Our homeless service systems already under great strain, and tragically, many families still arriving in Washington, D.C. The situation here is dire. Oh, let me play my little violin for you. Here it is, right here at the end of my pinky. Oh, I'm so sorry. She has not received a response from the Biden White House or from the Secretary of Defense. Well, let me tell you something, hon. You're not going to get a response from the Biden White House. They don't care, okay? They don't care. And so now her and Eric Adams, who is the mayor of New York, because New York's got a similar situation. Not from us, not from Texas. Joe Biden's been flying them into New York in the middle of the night and dumping them, all right? Dumping grounds in New York. So Eric Adams has the same situation up there, and they've been complaining about Greg Abbott, right? So Greg Abbott said, hey, you ought to stop attacking Texas for securing the border and demand that Joe Biden do his job. And that was the whole point of this exercise was introducing to the East Coast, to the Democrat liberals up there, the real situation as it exists here. Because they don't give a squat about coming down here and seeing it for themselves. Kamler and Joe have refused to come down here and walk around and see exactly what's going on here in San Antonio and southward from here. But all of these services, and we are supposed to supply those services, we're supposed to take care of these folks, according to Joe. He's not doing it. So we are. And so Greg Abbott said, you can just experience a little taste of it, and 4,000 is a pimple. There's nothing in 4,000. We do we do about a hundred and fifty thousand a month in the state of Texas. You're doing four thousand. I don't want to hear you cry and moan about that. That's nothing. So Joe needs to get off the pot and do something about this, and he needs to do it now. And he won't because his next move, as I told you several days ago, his next move is to give them cards, and the cards will entitle them to welfare and also eventually voting rights. Voting rights. 
for all the illegal aliens. It legitimizes when you give them a national ID card and they're able to get welfare and health care with a national ID card. It legitimizes the illegal aliens coming into the country. And then you say, okay, well, why don't you just vote in our elections? And they're already doing that in California. Now they want to do it nationwide with this card that Joe's giving to the illegal aliens. I think it's funny that Mario Bowser is having a hard time with this. They deserve it up there. Unfortunately, it's only affecting, you know, Washington, D.C. and the residents and Mario Bowser. It's not affecting the people in Congress and left-wing wackos, including Joe Biden. It has no effect on him unless we start just dumping them on his front porch in, in Delaware, which might be an option, you know. Uh, so th- this is working out the way it was, was intended to work out. It's to get the attention uh, as to what's happening down here and what we're dealing with in South Texas. To to a very tiny, infinitesimal degree, okay? Because those people don't have ranches that are being overrun. Those people don't have businesses that are being overrun. Those people don't, they're not waiting, you know. Mario Bowser's not waiting to get into an emergency room somewhere. And her kids are not going to a school that's packed with illegal alien children that don't speak our language. She's not dealing with that kind of stuff. And, and certainly Joe Biden is not. But the reality is... It's, it's the worst humanitarian crisis that we've ever faced, and we're facing it on purpose. It's being brought to us on purpose. And it is a deal, like I've said before, it's an impeachable offense because it's the sovereignty of the United States. It's an invasion of the country, and, uh, and Joe's not doing anything to stop the invasion of the United States. And more and more people are piled up right now, two hours southwest of here, people are piled up coming through, coming across the border. And so... You know, until until we have a change in D.C., until we have a change of the presidency, this is going to continue. All right, 628, we'll take a quick break. And uh, the phones are open at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Trey Ware, KTSA. Yeah, we can't get nothing, man. Kentucky, wow. They, they think the death toll up there is going to go to double digits. And uh, Las Vegas, the Strip. That was amazing to see. You can actually run a boat up and down the strip, man, in Las Vegas. We used to be able to do that right over here with the jet skis on North New Braunfels and and (laughs) Alamo Heights, you know. And they put that new drainage there on Austin Highway and North New Braunfels. And so that really helped out a lot when they they did that drainage project. But those poor people in in Kentucky and... And Las Vegas right now just getting covered. Well, the middle section of the country. and But that front is right there across the middle section of the country and Virginia's, a little bit of the Texas panhandle, right? Virginia's got some problems, too. Yeah. flooding going on. They so. do. Well, it's kind of like, you know, all the way, if you divided the country north and south right across there where you've got yeah. Tennessee, Kentucky, the uh, northern part of Arkansas, you know, all across right. there and into uh, Nevada, that's where all that rain, and it's mm-hmm. just, it won't stop. It's just stalled out there and just raining, 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 raining. And, and we can't get a drop. We don't want anything like that, you know, mm-hmm. and our prayers are for those people, but we can't even get a drop here. And looking at the forecast, we're not going to get a drop. In fact, this weekend, we, uh, I think it's tomorrow we hit uh, 50 days straight of 100-plus um, uh, days starting tomorrow. That'll mm-hmm. be the 50th day. Right. But also tomorrow's when we get into our hottest and driest time traditionally. Isn't that ridiculous? So we, we haven't even started. We haven't even started. Yeah, you ain't seen nothing yet. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, there's more to come, baby. More to come. <laughs> All right, Monica, you're on KTSA. Good morning. Good morning, Trey. Um, I just wanted to call in response to, I think it was Mike's call earlier. Um, I think there are a lot of patriots who feel that way. 
And I think that we have to get involved at every level, starting in our local communities with elections, school board, city council, et cetera, as I know you've said in the past. Um, Steve Bannon has the head of precinct strategy on regularly. Um, I think we have to call our congressmen, senators, city council, governor, and tell them, you know, how we how we want them to vote on issues and when we disagree with their decisions. You know, we need to peacefully protest. We need to vote on every election, and we must do our homework on the candidates and vote out every Democrat, as you've been saying, as well as primary out every rhino. We must stay informed from good conservative outlets and keep our family and friends informed. We must unite and resist the evilness and tyranny every step of the way. We must pray, pray, pray. And in my opinion, this regime has not upheld their oath to protect and defend our Constitution by engaging in the Great Reset, the invasion on our southern border, our Ukraine situation, and how we gave the WHO the power over us when they declare a pandemic. And as Steve Bannon always says, stolen elections have consequences. And as one of our forefathers said, may God bless our American state. We, we just, we, um, we have to do our part as well. Very well said, Monica. And you're uh, talking about a call that we got last hour, and because uh, I, I had said, America, you got to wake up. And uh, Mike called and he said, well, we are awake. What the hell can we do? Yeah, that's what he said. And so Monica just in- encapsulated it for you very concisely. Uh, be involved at every level, every single level, from, from 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 the school boards, from being at the school board meetings to, you know, uh, co- co- being a content, constant uh, reminder, whether it's through the email or the phones, with your representative and our two senators and letting them know what you think and what you want done. And then the same thing is true with uh, with the president and covering them up with your messages and let it be known. And then... When it comes time to vote, man, we cannot, no matter what you hear about red wave, red tsunami, oh, this thing's in the bag, oh my gosh, the Republicans are going to own this. It's a lot closer than you think it is. Trust me on that. Uh, Our ugly baby ABC and the others, they're telling you, oh no, this is a red wave. No, it's not. No, it's not. And you got to be out there, and you got to, you got to, you've got to turn out. There is no option. Uh, on this one. It's going to be super important. Anyway, Chicago public health officials are now telling those who are going to Lollapalooza this weekend, test your drugs before you take them. How weird is this, man? Test your drugs before you take them. Carry Narcan with you and do not use your drugs alone. What they're saying is because all the fentanyl that's here People think that fentanyl is only tainting heroin, but no, it's tainting everything now. And so if you're going to Lollapalooza and you're taking drugs with you, they have now, in Chicago, think about this, they have set up drug testing kits in public libraries and schools so that you can test your drugs for fentanyl before you take it. So they're now encouraging people who are going to Lollapalooza this weekend, stop by your local public library or school and pick up a drug testing kit to test it and make sure that it doesn't have fentanyl. And just in case you miss it, get some Narcan, take it with you, and do not do your drugs alone. Make sure you got somebody with you who can give you Narcan. Incredible. Indianapolis Colts, the general manager. What a dummy. <laughs> This is, again, you know my position on these guys that are in business of, of, you know, sports or entertainment or whatever. Just do that. When I go to a concert, I don't pay you. I pay you to hear your your songs. 
I don't pay you to give me some political commentary. Now, you have every right in the world, free speech, First Amendment, blah, blah. But I go to disconnect from that. When I go to a concert, I go to a football game, or I go to an auto race, I go to disconnect from politics. I don't go to get politics. I get plenty of that in my life, and I look for you know entertainment as a, um, as a relief valve to get away from it all. So I'm against these guys doing it there anyway. Now, they can still do it in other places, other venues. They can go on talk shows and express themselves, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But when they're in their setting at their time, man, just do football, dude, and especially you. Chris Ballard, Indianapolis Colts general manager, you really need to stick with football. Don't comment. And, and that's the other thing. Too many of these guys will comment on something that they know nothing about, okay? You have to kind of stay in your lane or at least get yourself educated before you start spouting off about something. Make sure that you have a basic understanding of it. And that's what frustrates me so much about the Second Amendment and guns. Because I happen to have a fair amount of knowledge about the Second Amendment and guns. As you well know, that's one of the things that I do. I'm I'm an enthusiast. Uh, for sport, for personal protection, and at one time for hunting. I, I don't hunt as much as I used to. But I have made it, you know, if I'm going to comment on something, I study it. And you guys know that about me. I study and I study and I study and I study so that when I say something to you, and I don't get everything 100% correct all the time, but I, tr- I certainly work at it and I sure try. Uh, I do not just spout off on something. I don't just take a headline and on a headline. I dig and I dig and I and research and all that kind of stuff. So this guy, the Indianapolis Colts general manager, Chris Ballard, he sees a headline concerning Uvalde and guns, and he decides in Indianapolis at training camp that that's the appropriate time that he wants to talk about guns in Uvalde and the shooting in Uvalde. Now, the last time I checked... The Colts kind of sucked. In fact, I'm not real sure the last time they made the playoffs. It's been a while. Been a while. And even longer since they've been to the big dance, right? Am I wrong? Peyton Manning was the last one to take them. That was forever ago. Over 16 years, maybe. There you go. So if I'm the general manager of the of the Colts, I'm going to be thinking football. And I'm going to be talking football. And everything that I do and everything that I say is going to be football. Now, if I'm sitting around having a drink with some friends, I may talk about the shooting in Uvalde. I may, you know, get my mind off football for a little bit. Guys, let's talk about some politics or something. But he is um, running off at the mouth about guns, saying, I just cannot believe that somebody who's 18 years old can just run down to the store and pick up an AK-15 automatic weapon. That's what the man said. That's, that is what he said. I cannot believe that somebody who's 18 years old can run down to the store as if you're just go- going down to the Circle K, right? And you walk into the Circle K, and there's the beer cooler. And, oh, right next to the beer cooler, there's your ice cream thing. And then right above that, they've got your AK-15. Well, uh, just, Mr. Ballard, nobody can go down to the store and buy an AK-15. It's an impossibility. You cannot <laughs> buy an AK-15. Tell, 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 t- am I wrong? Nope, nope, nope. Can't buy an AK-15. Nobody can. And then he went on to say, I'm not anti-gun. 
um, anti-military style weapons. It blows my mind the way an 18-year-old could just walk in anywhere and buy an AK-15 automatic weapon. You cannot walk in anywhere and buy an AK-15 automatic weapon. You just can't. It's an impossibility. Why? Because there's no such thing as an AK-15 automatic weapon being (laughs) sold anywhere in the United States. It doesn't exist. So that's my point, is that you really, X's, O's, blocking, tackling, throwing the pass, getting that all completed, getting that done, that's where you need to be focusing all of your attention, sir, respectfully. Uh, Focus on that, pay attention to that, and don't worry about AR-15s, AK-47s, semi-automatics have to pull the trigger each time to make it fire. Uh, you you really need to know what you're talking about. You really need to know what you're doing before you start running off at the mouth on stuff like that. And I don't even know that he was embarrassed. I don't even know that he caught himself. It's you know people just need to be able to say, I don't have enough information to respond to that question. I don't know enough on this subject. I I'm not the person to ask. Instead of just saying something, you know. I do that here. When I get a caller who says something and I'm not real clear about what they had to say, I don't try to take a stab at it. I learned a long time ago you can't BS our listeners. Our listeners are the smartest people on the planet. So I say, you know what, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. I'm going to dig, and I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i have an answer for you. See if I can get an answer for you. All right, quick break. Uh, coming right back, 210-599-5555. You want to jump in here and comment on this, feel free. 210-599-5555. Trey Ware, KTSA. Do you... Tonight is ladies night, ladies. Where you going? Well, uh, make sure you take a fan. <laughs> Sunny and hot, man. And that's it. It's not going to change for at least a week. We're going to be in the 100s. They're talking, the guys who know weather, like Bill Taylor there, they're talking the possibility of a 105 kind of number for next week, this time next week. I, I, I've made no uh, bones about this. I'm a, I'm a supporter of... Uh, of our space exploration. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big supporter of the private space exploration that's going on now. I think Elon Musk is awesome in what he's doing. Um, not because I expect that we're going to find life out there. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. I don't think that's what it's about. And I don't think that that's what our space exploration has brought us so far. I think our uh, venture into space really brought about all of our modern conveniences and life-saving uh, measures that we have now. I mean, when you really think about it, things kind of plotted along and plotted along and plotted along for years and years. You mentioned the automobile, the industrial revolution. We don't need to do a history course. That was all awesome. But really, technology really lit and started to take off after we got into space and started to figure out that we, you know, push the bonds and, and figure out what, what, what we needed to do uh, to be able to fly in space. And then... They took what they learned, and they applied it to everyday life in America, and it's been great. We have so many things that we enjoy today that came right out of the space program, and not just convenience. I, you know, I talk about microwave ovens and uh, all kinds of food preparation type stuff and modern conveniences like the computer that you hold in your hand every day called a phone, um, those kinds of things, you know, directly related related to and many of them having their origins in the space program so either the space program began a lot of that stuff or advanced it really really quick 
And I, I see that continuing. I, I don't think that there's any end to that. You know, the knowledge and the information that we are learning and our advancements, not only in modern everyday conveniences, like I just mentioned, the computer in your hand, uh, the cell phone and all those kind of, we're connected all the time and all that. Some say that's good. Some say it's bad. You know, some days it's good, some days it's bad. But also in, in medical science, there's been a lot of advancements that have been made in medical science that have come right out of the space program, either originated in the space program or were helped uh, aided by the fact that we were having to really find answers for a lot of things. So I think it's I think it's benefited mankind, not just those of us in the United States, but mankind to know in the, the types of things that we have been able to learn and apply to everyday uh, life uh, from the space program. And the reason I'm bringing that up this morning, this was the day in 1958 with the signature of President Dwight D. Eisenhower, NASA was formed. And it was really a direct response to what the Soviets were doing. The Soviets had launched Sputnik a year ahead of time uh, in October of 57, if you remember. And uh, we were kind of behind the, the curveball uh, or behind a curve. And he said, we, we need to catch up. So he signed it in 58. And that's when in 63, you remember the inaugural address of uh, JFK, uh, which really set us on the course to do the things that, that we did. And it's just a, I think it's benefited mankind and, and, and in more ways than probably we'll ever know. And I think as long as Elon and the others continue to explore space and and push and push and push, it's going to continue to to benefit mankind. So awesome job uh, for President Dwight D. Eisenhower on this date, 1958, forming NASA and beginning our, our true uh, space exploration, time of space exploration. 53 U.S. lawmakers, all of them Republicans, have now signed on to a letter from former White House physician Ronnie Jackson. He served, by the way, in that role under President Barack Obama and President Trump. Now he is a, a congressman. Ronnie Jackson is now asking, once again, that Joe Biden take a cognitive test. The doctor realizes that something is seriously wrong with Joe Biden. And all you got to do is look at that video that he recorded on Monday of this week where he did not blink for over 40 seconds. Human beings blink. So either he's not a human being or they've got him doped up on something to keep him going or something's going on. I don't know what it is. And Dr. Uh, Ronnie Jackson also, as I said, Congressman Ronnie Jackson, said months ago that Joe Biden needs to take a cognitive test and needs to make the results public. Donald Trump did, and that was back when Donald Trump was being accused of not having half a brain and he's got to hold his glass with two hands and he can't walk down a ramp in the rain without, you know, slipping and falling. I remember all that stuff that Joe Biden was accusing Donald Trump of doing. And they will not, they refuse to give Joe Biden even a cognitive test. They won't even give him one. Now, I don't know how often you go and get your, if you go to an annual physical or whatever, but when I go, it's very thorough. <laughs> Sometimes it's more thorough than I want it to be. <laughs> but we always do a cognitive thing. Now, it's not, you know, at my age and all that, it's not that long and involved. It's not that big of a deal, but it's like, and you've probably been through it too. It's like asking you a question and you giving the answer and then them continuing to talk with you and then they come back and they circle back to that same deal to see if you give the same answer or if you've got something else, right? Um, it's those kinds of things. And they won't even do that with Joe Biden, much less do it officially, do a really hardcore deep dive into the man's cognitive abilities or disabilities and publishing it. Well, let me tell you something. 
We don't work for Joe Biden. Joe Biden works for us. He is employed by the American people, and he gets a paycheck from us. So we have every right, that's right, every right to demand that he take a cognitive test. Why? Because he is in a job that is critical and could cost us literally our lives, could cost us our nation. It is costing us our nation. And so just like any other employer who has a, an employee that's in a risky position that could affect a lot of other people's lives, I mean literally cost them their lives, employers have every right in the world to demand that physical uh, examinations be made and cognitive examinations be made. And they do. Uh, we should make the same demand on Joe Biden. So 53 Republicans in Congress have signed that letter demanding that Joe Biden do that. And if you if you think that's the right thing to do, and I certainly do, contact your representative, contact your, uh, your senator and tell them so. Warren Rima coming up next, KTSA.